Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. And we're on. And we're on. Awesome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to our very first podcast. Our very first podcast. Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, everybody. Yes. That is a super cool name. I am in love with it. Yeah. How'd that come about? You want to hear that first? Well, no. We'll probably, you Let's know. introduce ourselves first. Okay. Let's Some people it. might not know us. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. uh, I'm Lee. I'm the daughter. Yeah. And I'm Lori. I'm the mom. <laughs> the mama. Mom. My mom. Yeah. You're my yeah. mom. Um, I am 27. I How am. Are you? <laughs> I am 52. I'm not embarrassed about it. I wouldn't be embarrassed by that at all. No. You're glowing. You're radiant. Right? Yeah. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Cool. I'll take it. So, yeah, we are mother and daughter. And yeah. uh, so, how did this come about? Because mm-hmm. pretty much we. So we run a business together yes. mm-hmm. called Hedgewitch Apothecary, which Correct. might be how a lot of you know us. Correct. And a lot of our business was driven by not only because you're an artist mm-hmm. and I'm an herbalist. Yeah. So and tell so- me a little bit about yourself. What do you like? What are your interests? <laughs> what are your hobbies? <laughs> I'm a Virgo and I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> um, so... Um, well, I, I'm an herbalist Mm -hmm. and, um, she loves plants. I love plants. Yeah. And, uh, all things witchy Mm -hmm. and astrology driven. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I love to be outside. I love to forage. I love to can, I love to cook Mm -hmm. with plants and herbs and, you know, and that's been going on since you were a kid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's what I like to do. Okay, what yeah, do I like about to yourself? Do? I'm an Aquarius, and I don't really like long walks on the beach. <laughs> I don't like long walks at all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, let's see, what do I like? Um, I like all things witchy. I yeah. wear witches. Yeah. <gasps> Surprise. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, we don't wear long pointy black hats, yeah. but... Not um, required. Not required. No, I love crystals. I am not so much of the plant. You uh-huh. know that that's not my right. My passion. I like crystals. I we both read tarot cards. Correct. Yes. Um, I am heavily into astrology. I love. We've been doing birth charts lately, mm-hmm. and that is definitely something I'm into. I love Halloween. Yeah, that is your favorite thing. And that is my favorite thing in the world. And you actually got married on Halloween. I did. I got married on Halloween uh, in a little cabin. It was decked out in horror, 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 horror movie posters, and yeah, you love horror movies. Yeah. So that brings us into the pop culture. We are pop culture junkies, fanatics, yeah. junkies, and we kind of tend to banter back and forth all the time. And yeah. A lot of times when people are around us, they're like, what is what are you what, saying? It's what a, is the speak? It's that a you, movie quote. It's a movie quote. Yeah, we kind of, it seems like we speak our own language sometimes. But we definitely do. And we are definitely an encyclopedia of what some would call useless information. I think that it's great information. <laughs> um, but yeah, no so. No information is useless. Back to the how did this come about? Yeah. So we run this company together, Hedgewitch Apothecary. And if you don't know, it is a witchy company. We make herbal teas and... Mm-hmm. And, you know, do astrology charts and And body oils and, you know, anything that we can um, get creative with Mm -hmm. um, using plants and crystals and, um, you know, astrology, moon cycles, all that kind of stuff. And we've been in business for what, four years? Yeah, this is going on the fourth year. Okay. Um, So, yeah. And remember that very first time we sat down and uh, we were... You know, going back and forth, we were having that mm-hmm. brainstorm, and we were naming all of the teas, and they were yeah, they song were titles or show song title or show, show. episodes, yeah. yeah. Like that. our like our sleep tea is you know Enter Sandman, you know, right. so yeah, it's catchy, and mm-hmm. and it was you know then we'd go out and do shows and stuff, and it was a real 
good way f- to bring people into the fold that maybe weren't familiar with like loose leaf herbal tea. And yeah, it definitely made it more approachable. Because um, then we could talk about music. And yeah, we are from and, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep, so Pittsburgh. the the witchy stuff, you know, it, from what we've experienced mm-hmm. was it took yeah. a little bit more to get to, people comfortable yeah. with it. So we would name stuff, you know, after different pop culture references yeah. and because i could talk about music and movies all we sure could and we long. have yeah that is a lot of times how we got people into our you know little tent at mm-hmm. events and yeah. they would see a name or yeah you know and be like oh like what's this about so we yeah we're pop culture freaks we live it we breathe it mm-hmm. so, and we and we've talked about for probably the last year or two about doing a podcast yeah. Right. However, if you don't know, it's our business is just the two of us, just and J- and, and your husband Jake. Yep. Helps um, at times, but the majority of everything that's well, done, it's me and you, baby. Yeah. So yeah. social media, product development, packing, labeling, preparing, shipping, everything. Right. Going to shows, we do it all. We do it all. And so, trying to fit a podcast. It was a lot. She kept that. saying, let's do a podcast, let's do a podcast. But I don't think she realized what goes into what that. What goes into it. Yeah. But luckily, my husband uh, is in music and he knows how to do all the recording. Right. And so, we are in our house right now. If you don't know, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, most of the United States, most of the world is kind of on lockdown right lockdown. now because of a pandemic. Right. So we thought, hey, now now's is the, the time. time. You got to make uh, lemonade out of those lemons. Yeah, so we have the time. We we're, have the time. We're together. Yeah. Uh, so when we always talked about doing a podcast, we never knew. We couldn't nail down what we wanted it to be mm-hmm. about because, mm-hmm. like I said, she's the herbalist. That's not really my jam. So I knew that we couldn't sit down and talk about herbs for you know an hour at a time. I would just be sitting here like okay. Right. Uh, so we thought, what is our commonality? What can we both talk about together? And it was Till pop the cows culture. Come home. Yeah, and we it's thought, well, we love all things witchy or magic, and we love to chat about it. So why yeah. don't we make it? We've had some really long conversations about just something completely. Put a drink in me, and I will talk to you about that one episode of Twin Peaks for five hours. I and what we do. <laughs> So why not sit down and record it so and everyone your, else can listen? And your listen. theory, which is for a later podcast. But. Yeah, my Twin Peaks <laughs> log lady witch theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So so that's kind of what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, witchy, you know, witchy things in pop culture. Right. So it could be witchy. It could be plants. It could be crystals. It could be, you know, anything that's going to... You know, we have to pause and introduce my dog because oh my he is literally. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see him. But uh, can you hear him licking in the microphone? <laughs> Nanook. <laughs> this is Nanook. This is Nanook. Right? This is my husky. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going on seven years old. He is attached to my hip, as mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can hear. Right. Uh, he- and. Also named after a famous Nanook, right? He is literally breathing directly into the microphone. He's yeah. like, get me one. I want right. to chat. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh. And he's out. And he just wanted to come in and say hello. Right. Hello. That's really all he wanted. Yeah. So, where were we? Um, Nanook. And right. how he got his name. Oh, um, yeah. from the Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah. I love so, that movie. When another I was movie. Little. Horror movie. That's another episode of a, po- Definitely. Of a podcast. Yeah. So you and your husband collect VHS horror. Specifically horror. We collect all VHS tapes, yeah. um, but mainly our collection is it's packed with horror. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so, love it. There are so many people that don't even know what a VHA is. I don't VHS like to talk about anymore. that. I took that TikTok uh, quiz the other day that was, are you too old for this app? And the first question was, do you know what a VHS tape was? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I'm out. I, and I'm ancient. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> As I sit in front of a wall of VHS tapes. Yeah, you probably have like over 500. We have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna it's definitely going to warrant its own room. Its own room. We, yeah. yeah, for sure. But so, yeah, pop culture, all things witchy. That's what we're doing here. We're going to dive in. Um, yeah. 
talk about the impact, you know, we're, we're each going to pick a topic each right. week. Yeah. Or a reference. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get on. We're going to kibitz a little bit just back yeah. and forth and, you know, tell you what's going on. What's up? What's For new? For a week, we're going to have a new podcast once a week. Is that once a week. That's the schedule, right? Yeah. And dropping on Fridays. Fridays. Okay, cool. And then, so we're just going to chat a little, uh, tell you what's going on, Mm -hmm. and then you're going to pick a topic, and then I'm going to pick a topic. And we're not going to really discuss our topics, so we can, No, during the week, we're going to keep it hush-hush, so then we can get on here and we can talk. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to explain what it is we're talking about, the reference. Mm -hmm. So there will be spoilers. Here is your official spoiler alert. Yeah, right. Um... Some yeah. of these that we're going to be talking about are really old. So if you haven't seen them, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to so spoil kind it. Of, yeah, tying it into the magic, but also the impact on your life, my life, you know, some of these things that, you know, brought us into, uh, yeah. you know, into the witchy realm. and Yeah, us as witches, us mm-hmm. as females, mm-hmm. us, you know. So if you are into pop culture and you want to, die, you know, take a little bit of a deep dive into yeah. it, I think that you will enjoy this and we're excited for Yeah, right. So Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. How'd that name come about? I am obsessed with this name. Whenever, okay, so we all sat down and we thought, okay, here's what the podcast is going to be about. Yeah. What are we going to name this thing? Right. Um, And I specifically, because here's, you know, a look into my brain. I said it has to be kind of obscure. Right. Because that's kind of going to be what we're looking at, you know, like references that you might not have picked up on or, you know, we're going to dive into this. Yeah. Things that you would have just maybe overlooked in passing or watching an episode of something or. Right. I knew it couldn't be, you know, I don't know, something typical. I wanted it to kind of be obscure. Yeah. So we are big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans. We are. Movie and show. Correct. You, I mean, you, we, you're wedding dress was christy swanson's like you know you that was your yeah it was ever since you were a kid right it was modeled off of the dress she wore in the buffy the vampire movie when they go i think it's like a snowball dance or something yeah don't tread on me oh yeah what it says right yeah uh yeah i took a picture of her in that dress because i thought you know, it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen yeah. when I was little, and I said, "Give me this dress." And that's, yeah. and so. so what happened is when you guys decided to get married, and you're trying, you wanted to get married on Halloween, mm-hmm. trying to keep it, you know, um, low cost, low cost, mm-hmm. and very intimate. And I said, "You could have my old wedding dress," and I said, "Chop it up, do whatever you want." I pretty and pinked it. You pretty and pinked it. You sure did. I Molly ringwalded it. Gave it the old Molly ringwald. Yeah, and. I got awesome. my Buffy dress. That was my dream, man. Yeah. Most girls are like, I dream of, you know. Oh, yeah. there's my dog again. Yeah. I dream of, you know. I don't know. Yeah, and so your shoes were a pair of blue Doc Martens. A pair of blue Doc Martens. Yeah, yeah. so you had your something blue, your something <clears throat> borrowed because old. Old the dress. <laughs> Dude, when I got this dress, it had the biggest oh, puffed sleeves on my it. Gosh, I was like, hello, girl, what 1990s. were you doing? Uh, those sleeves were. They could, we could have made a whole nother dress out of them. We really could have, yeah. They were. So you just hocked, hocked, made a hat out of those it. Right, and you wore your black <clears throat> leather jacket to give it the ultimate Christy Swanson, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Yeah, we movie. sure did. But our name comes from the show. So if you yes. have not seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show, I highly suggest it. We're going to dive uh, into a little bit of it today. Yeah. but It's a good time while we're quarantining, you know. It is. It's a good binge. It's a good it's binge a watch. It's a good binge watch. Good uh, female We're fans of Spike. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Love James Marsters. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there are crazy witch topics in that show. I mean, it's just riddled with, mm-hmm. with witchy mm-hmm. things. They, yeah. you know... Right. There are witches in the show. They do spells. They, mm-hmm. I mean, the town is on a hell mouth. Yeah, right. You know, there's all kind of supernatural stuff going on in that yeah. show. So right. we looked at that show when we were trying to find names. Mm-hmm. We looked at, like, that show, Charmed, a bunch of shows like this, and we're mm-hmm. like, there has to be some kind of reference in here that we yeah. could use. Yeah. And if you know, if you watch Buffy, um, they hang out at a shop called The Magic Box. Magic Box, Right. Giles owns the magic Giles box. Giles owns in season like six. I, he buys it. <clears throat> yeah. But before it was called the magic box, it was called Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. Yeah. Which I, who's which Uncle is, Bob? Who is Uncle Bob? Where'd he go? <laughs> we never met Uncle Bob. 
I think that the name is so mysterious mm-hmm. and goofy that, like, I love it. And as soon as I forget who, which one of us three said it, mm-hmm. someone said it, and I was like, "Oh, that's the name." Yeah, and Hands then down. you know, because you never know what you're going to find in that magic cabinet. So that yeah. kind of opens up the topic of our podcast, which is going to be, you know, <clears throat> all about anything you might find in a magic a shop. magic shop. Yeah, yeah. If you don't watch the show, it's it's a magic shop where they sell books related mm-hmm. to you know which topics, crystals, uh, jewelry, um, plants. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, spells, like all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's perfect because that's everything that we want to dive into. We want to dive into. Yeah. So, welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. Welcome. We're so excited. We're so excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want me to go first? Yeah. What's your topic? What'd you pick? I picked Willow Rosenberg from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I did. Awesome. That's awesome because she is a witch. She is a witch. Little disclaimer, this is not a Buffy podcast. No. We just picked because actually when I was talking about my topic, I almost picked a Buffy topic. You did. And you were like, Hey, I don't want pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. I don't want people to think this is a you know Buffy fan club. Right. So every week is gonna be different topics. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, remember when we went to uh, like a a sci-fi valley con i sure do up there in pittsburgh yeah oh my gosh yeah we yeah. met nicholas we met brendan, nicholas brendan mm-hmm. um who plays xander mm-hmm. in buffy Hilarious. and we actually had a tea and it was called once more with feeling right yeah. and named after their uh that, that epic w- yeah. wonderful musical episode <laughs> that i uh, you have to watch it yeah if you learn anything from this podcast go watch buffy the vampire slayer we yeah. would be members of the fan club because actually you had you had watched buffy the vampire slayer way before i did since I, was, I was little I was, yeah since you were little mm-hmm. and i was like oh no you know i can can't sit that long and, mm-hmm. and watch something that it was like seven seasons right mm-hmm and then I don't know what happened. You like just sit and watch this one episode with me. And so I that was the very first episode I even ever saw was the once more with feeling. Which is fantastic. <laughs> I was like, what is Great this intro craziness? episode? Right. Well, they were one of the first shows to like try out a musical episode and mm-hmm. it was just it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Like a yeah. lot of people try it now and they fail miserably, but yeah. Buffy nailed it. Yeah. Uh, and it was something that me and you bonded. Correct, yeah. Wanted over when I was younger, we would always sit down and watch Mm -hmm. it. So, while this is not a Buffy podcast, I figured I would pick a Buffy topic just to, you know, shout out our namesake a little bit. And you're actually wearing your Buffy the Vampire Slayer t-shirt. People that are listening can't see it, but it's awesome. It says Slayer. Yeah, it was from this uh, cool company called Monsters Outside. You can find him, I believe, on Etsy and on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He is awesome. If you like pop culture, which if you're here, I imagine you do, uh, go check him out. His... Uh, he hand screen prints his stuff super cool it's very important for us to support small business yeah all the time but especially now man yeah Yeah. for sure send some love yeah for sure so i'm going to talk about willow all right awesome do you want me to jump in jump on in with willow rosenberg okay let me wet my whistle a little bit here (laughs) hold on wet your whistle Mm -hmm. i can hear your ice cubes clanking (laughs) This is turning into an ASMR. (laughs) Didn't think that would happen this fast, but... Yeah. Okay, so, again, spoilers if you have not seen this show. If in the last 20 years you have not tuned in to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I highly recommend. Now's the time. I think it's still as relevant today as it was back then. Yeah, so it was made in the 90s. I believe Mm -hmm. it began in 1997. Um it stars Sarah Michelle Gellar was the, is the main. She's Buffy. Um, yeah, she was kick ass, man. She was. Yeah, it's definitely female empowerment. Uh, she don't need no man. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where Willow comes in. Yeah. Um, so when you meet Willow, she is played by Allison Hannigan, mm-hmm. and she's the little redhead. She is Buffy's best friend. Correct. Okay. And she's and kind of quiet. She is very quiet. Mm-hmm. She's the yeah. quote unquote nerdy girl. She's goody, very. Goody. Goody goody, she's very yeah. book smart, yeah. well read, super smart, like right. super smart computer nerd. Yeah, and I say nerd mm-hmm. in the most loving way possible mm-hmm. because I felt like I kind of felt like I was Willow. Yeah, we could talk about her epic fashion ensembles as well. She but. wore the worst <laughs> sweaters in the first couple of seasons. I'm like, girl, 
<laughs> what you what is you doing? That's <laughs> so bad. But that kind Purposefully, of though. But and this, you know, because we love pop culture so much, I love to go and watch her character progression because they show it in the clothes too. Right. Like when you first meet her, it's very pastel and butterflies yeah, right. and fluffy clothes and she's she is the girl next door goody goody right. nerd she always right? picks the best halloween costume oh my god she's the cutest thing <laughs> like i love her character so much um yeah. but yeah so when you meet her so buffy if you don't know what buffy is about buffy is a vampire slayer Correct. they live in sunnydale california it's originally started as a movie right. by joss whedon mm-hmm. and then joss whedon took it he turned into, it the, into series. the show yeah which thank you joss whedon thank we you, love joss you whedon. for that yeah so yeah they live in sunnydale california mm-hmm. um is that a real place no no totally make believe <laughs> i don't, believe. I don't so. know well, i think it's supposed to be named sunnydale because it's anything but the town is placed uh, on yeah. top of on a, a hell, mouth. hell mouth yeah right. so a gateway to hell basically <clears throat> right so the town is riddled with demons vampires and vampires and, and anything bad you can yeah, think of okay right. So, Buffy is the quote-unquote chosen one. Mm-hmm. And it starts out there in high school. It starts out there in high school. Sunnydale she high. is the, you know, the chosen one. And her and the help of her friends and her watcher, which is someone who, you know, guides her. It's Giles. <laughs> <laughs> Must be Rupert. Giles. Must be Giles. <laughs> Rupert Giles. <laughs> um, they fight off, you know, yeah. they fight this bad stuff off Mm -hmm. and willow they call themselves the scooby gang Mm -hmm. so the scooby gang is giles the watcher buffy willow and xander it's seven degrees of you know not kevin bacon but who the scooby gang would refer to scooby-doo right and sarah michelle geller is married to she was in scooby-doo and married to freddie prince jr who was also in scooby-doo i think that's how they met i know really no no they met in I know what you did last summer. Oh, okay. Okay. I think. So, I'm so talking they as were, if I know them. So they were actually in the Scooby gang. They were in the... Good one. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. With one of your favorite, Matthew Lilliard. I love him. <laughs> SLC Punk, we'll one fi- of your favorite We'll find movies. a way to work him into a podcast episode. <laughs> hey, 13 Ghosts. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Good one. Ooh. Take notes, High everyone. Five. High five it. Right on. So... Yeah, so the Scooby gang. So Willow, Xander, Giles, and Buffy, basically, mm-hmm. when you first start out. And Willow mm-hmm. is kind of Buffy's sidekick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they never say it. Yeah. She starts out as she is in Buffy's shadow. Yeah. She's the computer nerd. She does the research and yeah. reads the books. Right. And she's the smart one. Right. Right. Yeah. So then it takes a little bit of a turn. So right. in, I don't know, season three, don't clock me. Okay. Mm-hmm. She, Willow, mm-hmm. has to do a spell to put Angel's soul back. Okay. Angel is a vampire, right? And also another spinoff by Joss Whedon. It's, I, we don't like to talk about that in this house. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> don't come for me again if you are. It's just my opinion. Yeah, that's just your opinion. All of these things are our opinions and right. our perceptions. So Willow up until that point only helped the Scooby gang mm-hmm. with her smarts right right right. but then she has to do a spell Mm -hmm. and she likes it and she's good at it and hence the intro into willow and magic Mm -hmm. so there's our and it's all like hush hush the whole witch group or does she belong to a witch group in school and it's yeah remember that episode it was like the moo group the moms against the occult or something like that oh my gosh hilarious but yeah, so Willow is kind of our introduction, as far as I remember, into witchcraft in Buffy. Yeah. Okay. And then let me let me look at my notes here. So, so it really. Okay. She's in high school, right? She's with mm-hmm. Willow. She's dabbling in magic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then with she Amy. Get, Amy. Amy, the character who gets turned into a mouse. Yeah, yeah. So Which, yeah, there's all kind of spell references and stuff there. Um, but then she gets into college. Yeah, and this is where I think that her character just becomes so great when she meets Oz. Well, she's well, meets no, Oz she's in, with Oz. Yeah, in high school, she's with Oz in high school. A who boy played by Seth Green. Yeah, so she's with Adorbs. a boy all through high school. Okay, and they go into college, and then she starts dabbling into magic more. And I mm-hmm. feel like. 
because Willow was such a brainy character, I feel like whenever she got into college, mm-hmm. she really flourished because right. that was accepted a, there almost. Her wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she definitely, you see her gaining more confidence, mm-hmm. becoming, you know, I think she says in one of the episodes to Buffy, like, I'm not your sidekick. Like, she's right. trying to kind of break out on her own a little yeah. bit. Gr- take her own power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she joins a campus group called the Daughters of Gaia, which is like uh, a witchcraft. Correct. Group. Yeah, and she meets another character named Tara. Yes, and so this witchcraft group, right? They don't actually practice witchcraft mm-hmm. when she first meets them, mm-hmm. but she wants to, and so right. does this girl named Tara. They kind of connect over that. Like they're like, no, we actually want to mm-hmm. played by practice. Amber Benson, right? I believe that is yeah. her name, yes. So they want to actually start, you know, learning more about mag- magic and practicing magic. And that is something else I wanted to say about her character. She learns magic. Like, I do think that, as with all magic, it's part intuition. Right. But through Willow's character, you definitely saw, like, she had to learn. Mm-hmm. And I bring this up because we get asked all the time yeah. from, like young witches or people just getting Mm -hmm. into it where do i start how do i you know what do i do right read like that right and that's something that willow i think like it was constant work she was constantly learning about it right right yeah so she meets tara Mm -hmm. and they start doing magic together Mm -hmm. and then this is you know another topic not really related to her witchcraft but kind of because Mm -hmm. then she realizes that she is in love with Tara and that she's into girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And through. But bisexual, right? Um, I because think at when, first it was alluded to her being bisexual okay. because she had been with men. But I think towards the end of the series, it is pretty solidified that she. Okay. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, we, I was, I'm just thinking of that episode when Oz comes back and right. she is really torn. Because she loved Because Oz. she loved. So it, it really had no. Um, it didn't matter, you know, because she was torn. Oh, right, she, right, right. Torn between him and 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 Tara. Right, but I would say towards <coughs> the end, okay. it was it, very. It seemed like she was definitely okay. leaning more. Okay, but me as a young bisexual person, yeah, I saw her on the television dealing with Oz and and that kind of, and mm, I was like, dynamic. whoa. And also as someone into witchcraft, I was like, oh, this is my girl. Yeah, right, right. So. She starts dabbling in witchcraft. She's in love with Tara. They have their thing going on, and they they do magic together. Right. Through magic, which is kind of like, that's the first, one of the first times where it was very openly discussed in a series, yes? Because they kind of, well, no, her bisexuality. Right, right. right. um, So they kind of masked it with With the magic. magic. Right, that's what I was going to say. So... I mean, it was the 90s, or at this point, maybe the early 2000s. This is the first I had remembered. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I'm 27. This is the first time I remember seeing a a girl and girl relationship portrayed in such a normal way, I want to say. And a lot of people might argue with me. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like how they handled her character but i'm just speaking from my experience right, your experience i remember thinking it, it just they were normal right it, it wasn't yeah you know the yeah. group except the scooby gang accepted them it wasn't really yeah. anything but a thing um but yeah so there was there were problems with showing that on television at the time, at the time. so joss whedon from my understanding the way he showed their sexual relationship was through magic Mm -hmm. like they would do spells together and it was supposed to allude to Mm -hmm. a sexual relationship because i think he had to fight i think that they didn't show them actually kissing until like season five yeah and he really had to fight for Mm -hmm. that which i nowadays that i mean so people like coming up nowadays they're like well that what do you mean yeah right but as a young person yourself at that time struggling with those feelings it is not something i saw right yeah until the show like Mm -hmm. i very clearly remember seeing it and being like oh my god like this is exactly what i need to be seeing this is you know everything that i've been dealing with in my own head Mm -hmm. so i 
I love this show for that reason. Right. And and as a witch, I think that it kind of it, it's funny because there's the term coming out of the broom closet. I think with her character, she did both. Like mm-hmm. you saw both. Yeah. She came out as a witch, and she came out as being in love with Tara. Yeah. Um, and and I as a mom, so going right. from a mom's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, you're telling me uh, when I first was fighting you to watch this show because I was like, what in the world do I want to sit down and watch a show about about vampires? And you right. know, I was like, oh. But underlying, so as a mom, there's so many good messages in there, right. and there's so many deep topics that Joss Whedon talks about that is just like, wow, this is awesome. So you're getting entertainment, but you're also getting these deep topics, right? You know, and that, that are was, being discussed, right? Is for me as a kid who maybe because I was a lot like Willow, I was really shy and mm-hmm. timid, and I didn't stand up for myself, which right. is how she is at the beginning. And this was a way for me mm-hmm. to be like, watch this. And, like, I can yeah. kind of talk to you about what I'm going through through this character, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so, yeah. So, she starts dabbling. You know, now she's with Tara. Mm-hmm. And major spoiler alert, okay? Yeah. Buffy dies at the end of... Five? Season five? Yeah. And here is where Willow's witchcraft takes a little bit of a turn right Right. up until this point it Mm -hmm. was all light and good Mm -hmm. and you get the feeling like she is incredibly powerful yes and her confidence i like the you know her confidence starts rising Mm -hmm. as her magical powers do like like they're tied together as soon as she starts getting more confidence her abilities Mm -hmm. start to rise or vice versa right you know Mm -hmm. i love that tie between that yeah um buffy dies Right. And Willow has to bring her back. Right. And she has to tap the dark magic. And she has to tap into the dark magic. So it's like sacrifice and, mm-hmm. you know, throwing yeah. up snakes. and Yeah. Yeah. So then you see black magic portrayed. Yes. And um, almost, and as the show progresses that season, is her grappling with tasting that power. 100%. And then not being able to, like, just leave it after. Right. Right, which then also kind of goes into, like, an addiction type. Yeah, so they definitely dealt, which a lot of people don't like this, and I see why. I Mm -hmm. see why they didn't like, because they take her character kind of down a dark road, and she's actually referred to as Dark Willow, because she gets a taste. But, like we were talking about, how her character starts off as, you know, not being able to help except by reading a book or you know Mm -hmm. she has this really strong best friend who's the chosen one Mm -hmm. and she feels you know because she's timid and shy but then she's like third wheel she's like whoa i can have some power here right and i think that that's really cool like how they tapped into it and how they dealt with the topic of addiction because again these were serious topics that weren't really being no um you know at the forefront for young for a younger group of people right Right. Right. So she goes down a little bit of a dark path and and they portray black magic. Mm-hmm. Um her eyes turn black. You know, obviously guys, it's her hair it's turned- TV, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's right. not it's yeah. supposed to be blown a little bit right. out of proportion. And so even though she has come to recognize Tara as the love of her life and her soulmate. Right. Tara then recognizes that this is a problem. Right. You're that, using you're yeah. using this for the wrong thing because right. I think what Tara represents and she could be a whole nother episode really. Tara represents all things good. Yeah. In my opinion. Right, right. Um a lot of people think that it's unfair that they looked at Willow and made her dark and made her, you know, tempted by that. But I think that's a very human... That's a human quality. That is a human quality. Right. But I think what Tara represented was this... Balance. The light, the balance. Yeah. But then another spoiler alert. Because, because Tara was very confident in who she well she was very timid at first but, but she, she knew was, who she was she knew who she was right. so she was quiet and timid but still always knew who she was as a person right. which i don't think that willow had right until meeting tara i think mm-hmm. she really gave her that that oomph to like right you know and so one of my favorite episodes of the tabula rasa when when willow promises to 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 cut back on to the cut magic. back on the magic until she can get under control, and she doesn't. Right, and that again because Willow is established episode. at this point as being like uber powerful. Yeah, like right, not just like yeah. I'm dabbling. No, like mm-hmm. she's a super powerful witch. And yeah, um, 
So the mundane tasks of life now are she, boring. She to can't her. do it without yeah. magic because right. she likes to feel that power. And yeah. again, I think that that That's is a, super realistic. Yeah. Right. Right. I think so. Like if I could blow the candle to light, like mm-hmm. Sally Owens did in yeah. Practical Magic, I'd be doing that every day. I wouldn't right. need a lighter. <laughs> Even something little like that, like, I have power now. I'm going to blow this candle. Right. You know, it's very human. Right. That's a very humanistic reaction. Um, So, unfortunately, at the end of that episode. So, again, well, another spoiler alert. Yeah. Tara ends up dying. Yeah. But they break up after that tabula rasa. And she goes dark again. Okay. Mm -hmm. Willow goes way dark. But then after this, Tara ends up dying. Which I think is a very important... Yeah. This is where people start to get ticked off about how they handled Willow. But I'm right. going to make the case for... Right. I think, it, it. you know, every show or movie has its errors. But I think that it showed grief in a very realistic Right. Way. And, you know, we get questions all, all of the time. the time about spells and magic and working with this and that and that's mm-hmm. all great but I can I can tell you that mm-hmm. there is no better catalyst for magic than love 100% like, love is magic in mm-hmm. itself and so it is the simple mundane things you know of life that bring magic to it and mm-hmm. and and change and that's really she was working from a place of so much grief right because you know so what we're talking about is they take willow who was kind of teetering right Mm -hmm. she was dealing with addiction so to speak of magic and Mm -hmm. she was trying to cut back because she knew that she could maybe go down a dark path and then tara dies and boy does she go down yeah and we have to clarify that she died at the hands of of another character of another character and so the anger right which which is real Right? You're 100%. blaming. 100%. I, people make this, um, they take this standpoint of like, well, they took a female character and they made her just angry and like she couldn't handle emotion. I didn't mm-hmm. read it like that is all. Right. And, you know, if you do, I would maybe like to hear that argument mm-hmm. more and try to understand. But what the way I read it as she never had anyone like Tara. Mm-hmm. And right. she could finally be herself, and she right. loved her so much. And then that got ripped away. Who wouldn't? Female, right. male, whatever. Yeah. Who would not? Right. Because how hard is it in the world that we live in to find someone where you can be completely yourself? Right. Because most of the time, we don't even know our true selves. You know? Right. It's so hard. It's like, a, it's a daily journey. Right. I know, speaking for myself. And, you know... So to find another human that allows you and encourages you and, you know, says, yeah, like, do your thing and right. I love and then you, you have, no matter what. Then you have that ripped away in a very traumatic way. Yeah, right. So she goes dark. And I mean, she's killing people. She's the, the right. here comes Dark Willow mm-hmm. where she's, you know, that my right. favorite scene, poured now. And she snaps yeah, right, her fingers right. and like fillets <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Which is so, I think the reason people had such a reaction to that too is because, again, her character was known as being this right. kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. was the weak one compared to Buffy. Right. So then, you know, not saying that, you know, power or mm-hmm. equals bad mm-hmm. or do you know what i'm saying right um but what i would urge people to pay attention to is the way they handled willow after that dark mm-hmm. willow yeah right right where she had to go kind of off to a retreat and yeah so she goes dark and they end they end up pulling her down from her grief and they basically that's what it was she was grief stricken yeah. and, and even she, her friends could not pull her out of it right you know I think even the took, love of her friends i mean that's ultimately what did it but at the time she was so angry and grief stricken that not even their love right and i i, I feel I like we've all experienced realistic. that right 100 I mean, yeah that is super realistic mm-hmm so th- finally, they they bring her down, right? And um, she goes off to like a retreat, and here's where the addiction thing. She has to learn how mm-hmm. to handle again because she's uber powerful, not like you mm-hmm. know she's a very powerful witch. Um, and then again, spoiler alert: the end of the series, yeah, the very end with really Armageddon, Armageddon, yeah. But it really ends with Willow learning how to handle her power. In a good way. Yeah. 
And, and instead of being dark willow, she's she's like, light willow, yeah. and she her hair goes. She completely basically, white. I mean, obviously with the yeah. help of everyone else, but really, saves if you boil it down, she saves the world. Yeah. So I think that the way they handled her character mm-hmm. was they ended up making her kind of like the chosen one. Right. Like right. she really rises up, and she's like a goddess. Yeah, she is a goddess, mm-hmm. and also, but with her power, bringing that like. You know, taking the power of the one chosen person, which right. is Buffy, and sharing Spreading that it out. with all females, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's such a testament to female empowerment. Right. It's such a testament to, you know, being a woman and finding out who you are and, you know, yeah. being not afraid to be powerful. Exactly. And, exactly. Know. I think that the way they handled her character was beautiful. I think... That it was realistic in the sense of she had a transformation. She had to learn, like most women do, Mm -hmm. um, to understand her power and to know how to use it and to not be afraid of it. And she had to learn her own magic. Like Mm -hmm. it was not, you know, it's based on Buffy who the chosen one is handed their power, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas Willow was this shy, Mm -hmm. you know, dweeby little girl, quote unquote. Right. Um, who then ended up saving the freaking world. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that she, she's my girl, man. Yeah. That's another reason why I chose her. Like, if we're going to talk about magic, I, I don't think you can talk about it right. without bringing up Willow. Yeah. And even though, you know, again, magic does not have to be this elaborate display, like the right. magic and just simple things, which I believe, mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job in showing that as well. Right. You know, like there's magic in the simplest of things. Right. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Thanks. Yeah. So there's my um, my Willow spiel. I nice. hope that you go and you you learn about her. I especially you know female witches out there. I mm-hmm. definitely think you would benefit yeah. from learning right. more about Willow. Absolutely. So my topic. Yeah. Okay. So you know we we said I'm an herbalist and I talk about I love plants. You do right. love plants. I do love plants and more so, than me. Mm, well, no, no. <laughs> no, but I do love plants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times when I'm watching something, people, I'll say, you know, I'm a fan of this show or that show. And people will be like, oh, my gosh, like, how do you watch something over and over and over again? And usually I have to say, and you're you can testify to this when we're driving, you're like, please watch the road because I'm always looking, hey, what's growing over there? Hey, what's that plant? Oh, is it in bloom? Does it have fruit on it? You know? (laughs) She's always looking at them plants. I'm always looking at the plants. I love to see what's growing Mm -hmm. in the environment. And so sometimes when I'm watching a show, specifically if it's outside, I'm like, what's growing out there? And then I have to go back and watch the dialogue. And that's where my mind goes. Right. So you know that I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead. I do know. Have been. Have been for a long time. Okay. You kind of quit watching dude again spoiler alert they killed they killed red they, they killed, killed red abraham. they killed abraham i'm super sad and i'm so upset so yeah i quit after super that super sad and again we got to meet michael cudlitz we and, did and you got to meet um josh mcdermott who they plays were nice abraham and eugene because mm-hmm. we were doing a show um steel right. Con. but um Super nice, mm-hmm. but you were a huge fan of Abraham Ford. Well, yeah, I read the comics, I, I, mm-hmm. and I'm still a fan of the show. I will eventually go back, but yeah, that that um, the way they like were acting like they weren't going to do what was in the comic, but then like turned around and killed Abraham and Glenn. I was not happy with you the treatment with- of them. <laughs> So I stopped watching for a little bit. Okay, so I have continued to watch. You have. On the season 10. Yeah, I'm behind. Right. And so you always tell me that some of your favorite episodes are the prison, when they're at the prison. I do. Yeah, I love that season. Yeah. So that's where I'm going. I'm going with a prison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, again, I have to say, I was 
teetering on doing this at first because of what's going on in the world and I was like trying to keep it light and everything and I thought well you know when we look back on posterity's sake this is what's going on in the world and I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person if you're a fan of The Walking Dead who you know the last couple times we've had to go get groceries mm-hmm. specifically at the, at the fore, you know the front of this mm-hmm. it kind of harkened me back to when they would go on supply runs because it's like the, sh- the shelves were empty well, it's like you panic. Find anything? Yeah. Everybody's panicking. Um, I mean, it was kind of like crazy. It is very Walking Dead esque. Yeah. Not obviously not as bad, but there not is a sense in the not air. Not as bad, right? But then when I, because the episode that I'm t- going to talk about is actually season four, okay, specifically episode three, okay, and it's when and. I, <laughs> It's the virus, isn't it's it? It's the virus. I knew and I it. told you that I did not sleep that night after I, I watched it like three times because, so I have to digress and go back a little bit because when I first watched this mm-hmm. for, so that's season four, we're now in season 10. Ooh, so okay. this has always bothered me. Okay. That there's a, you know, a plant that we're going to talk about, which is the elder plant, okay. the elder tree. And I'm like, I've never seen one look like that. And it has bugged me forever. She's brought it up many times. <laughs> like, we'll just be sitting there eating dinner. And she's like, that was not an elder plant. <laughs> like, this is what haunts her. Right, exactly. That one specific thing. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and watch this episode. And I watched it like three times so I could take notes. And I I went forward and back a couple episodes just to like get the terrain and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything. So, you know, the beginning starts out where... You know, they had just rescued the people from Alexandria, brought them into the prison. Right. Everybody's I'm trying to get back in the mindset. Yeah, get back okay. in the mindset. Everybody's living there together. And, you know, they're starting to grow their own food. They're raising pigs. Herschel. And Herschel was Herschel like a was, farmer. Yeah, because he was a farmer. Yeah. Right. And a veterinarian. Okay. Right. That's, right. that's his. Um, uh, his occupation. Thing, his occupation. <laughs> so um, they leave the farm, end up in the prison. And. They bring the people from Alexandria, and I think the first episode starts with Rick um, gardening and uh, him and him and Carl, Carl talking about yeah. their pig named I, Violet, yes. who is very ill. Okay, yeah. Okay, and then you see it cuts to a scene where um, they're all eating in like a tent. Mm-hmm. You know, they're eating food, and one of the characters, um, I can't remember his name, but... Um, he Patrick his okay. name is Patrick and he is a friend of Carl's and one of the young kids that came from Alexandria um so you kind of they introduce you to him and then later on in the scene you see him wake up and he's like hot and he's sweating and perspiring and Uh-oh. he's like goes into the bathroom and he's just like soaking himself with water and he like he dies is it the coronavirus Dude, somebody needs to get Robert Kirkman be like, into excuse me. a government debriefing because I told you I did not sleep. <laughs> I was like, How this did he know? Is too crazy. It, it is like oddly too crazy. Right. So obviously they, you know, they have the virus. Patrick dies in the middle of the night, and so nobody has realized what's happening. Right. And then of course we know that they come back to life as as a as zombie, a zombie. Okay. right and so a walker. then a walker so then he goes into the prison and he's chomping on people and you know it, it's you know it's mm-hmm. not good it's not good it's and not so pretty. they're like what the heck is happening here right so everybody that was in that cell block that patrick they get sick they get sick mm-hmm. and they get this virus okay which they believe came from animals animals the pig is it the pig violet? I, I believe that's yeah. Oh. So um, I think that's what happens. Or I mean, the one girl was like sense. feeding the rats or something like that. Oh, the little yeah. Lizzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, it was but from it the was rats. coming from animals. Okay. Yikes! It attacked the lungs, right? And you can't breathe. Robert Kirkman. What is up? You know, intubating these people, and at one point they're like, you know, if we have to intubate, they're probably not making it. Mm. They're sweating. I mean, and it spreads through the air. So I'm like, what the holy heck is happening here? Yikes! So I, you know, because we're all 
uh, we're all nervous wrecks as it is Mm -hmm. anyway. So (laughs) that was not the avenue I was going down. (laughs) But I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. So definitely relevant. Yeah, it is definitely relevant. And hello. That's crazy. So then we cut to Herschel. Okay. He's a farmer and he mm-hmm. picks up this cup. So they need medicine if they're right. going to, they, so oh, that was the other thing. They quarantine all I do these people. That Sasha so, was in a little box. Yeah. So yep. everybody that was involved has to go to their own part of the prison. Right. And be away from everybody. Okay. Um, they're all wearing masks, you know. Yikes. Like bandanas, which is what I've been using when I'm going out. Like when yeah, we, go we out need to get, get groceries. You a mask. So I have my bandana on, and I'm like, "Oh, Daryl award the." Oh. You know, they're all like, they're all wearing masks, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So they need medicine. Okay. And Herschel says that you know, there's a, this veterinary college that probably was not tapped, or I you do know, remember. Yeah, that, yeah. So they're going to make the trek to go there. Okay. And unfortunately, they you know people are dying. In the interim, because it's like a six-hour drive or something like that. Okay. So, in the 12 hours, it's already, it's like quick, mm-hmm. quick acting, taking these people out quickly. So, he, you know, cut to a scene with him picking up a mug. Okay. And he's like, hey, I remember that my wife used to make elderberry tea. Okay. You know, when we would get the flu. <laughs> and so, I'm like... Oh, right. This is because right up my alley. This is right up my alley because we know that we go out and forage elderberry. Right. And I absolutely love it. So in probably around this time I was going to say what month? Well, yeah, and I'll talk about that because I actually go <laughs> ahead and I'm like, when I'm trying to find the species of bush, <laughs> it's funny. My mind is just, it's not right. So, um you know, we forage. Okay. And we go out and since the this pandemic has in, you know occurred, mm-hmm. we've taken every elderberry that we have and they we have on. made yeah. batches, mm-hmm. batches and batches cuz I can it of elderberry syrup. Right. And they're gone because we take it every day right. for prevention. Correct. Right? High vitamin C count. It's, you know, used in cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. So, um I was like, "Whoa." He goes out, him and Carl are going to go out, and they're going to pick the elderberry, right? And this is where it goes completely Does it go wrong. downhill? It goes downhill because I'm like, what is he picking? There's, oh, there's no. so many things. So typically, elder trees. Okay. So we have elder, um, we have uh, Sambucus nigra, mm-hmm. Sambucus canadensis. Okay. So the... Um, Sambucus nigra is the European version, Mm -hmm. and they can grow up to 20 feet tall. Okay. Okay, and then we have the canadensis, which is the American version, and they can grow three to eight. They grow all over the United States. Right. Typically, like, um, uh, wet, damp. They grow on borders. They like around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They like to be, you know, they kind of border farms or, you know, disturb land or banks with water. Yeah. And they're out in the sun. Okay. So when him and Carl go into the woods, they're under a canopy. Okay. You know, of trees. Right. And, of course, elder, they grow tall and they grow spread out, you know, not mm-hmm. typically in stands. And I mean, it literally looks like, you know, Gary's nursery came and planted these in the forest for the scene. There's like six um, bushes, which are probably, they came up to maybe Herschel's chest. So maybe four feet tall. Okay. So right there, I'm like, whoa, one, they're under the shade of the canopy. Two, Incorrect. they're in stands. They're like four feet tall. And then he goes to pick the berry and I'm like, what in the holy heck is this? Was because it not an elderberry? Not that I can. It's so the when we pick, you know, when we pick elderberry, mm-hmm. it's like um, an umbral, right? Like um, a cluster. So it looks like an umbrella, and it's a cluster, and there's right. all these little tiny berries. They're probably the size of a BB. Correct. Right. They're pretty tiny. And then if you try to pick that elderberry. The with one your thing. like if try to pick it with your finger, mm-hmm. it completely stains bursts. Right. And you're not even getting it no. off of one hundred percent off the stem. No, it's a long process to get those bad boys off yeah. of those stems. So when we're making elderberry syrup at home, it's like an eight hour process. Right. Because you know, I have to get a fork tine and go through those um umbrals mm-hmm. and, and peel those off after I freeze them. Because right. otherwise they just burst and there's juice everywhere. 
So I'm guessing Herschel did not do that. Well, I don't know what he did once he got back to the prison, but he has this little sack, right? And he's picking these berries, and they're probably as big as a, I don't know, if you take out a stick of gum that you chewed and you roll it up, you know, like a that wad, is of, like a wad of gum. That's I know a it's a big ass elderberry. It's a big ass berry, and they were not in clusters, they were just <laughs> berries, you okay. know? And he's putting them in his bag, and I'm thinking, you know, that, just, that just does not look like an elderberry to me. So then, of course, my mind is not on, you know, are we healing these people? It's right. like, hmm, wonder if there's a species of elderberry. I don't know. She's like an undiscovered plant. <laughs> an undiscovered I must plant. Learn. I'm like, is there a specific species that grows in Georgia that, you know, yeah. that I am not aware of? And so, of course, that led me down the rabbit hole of looking for every elderberry. species of elderberry. Oh my like God. every, you know, and there are a bunch of them. However, okay. I think I came up with, there's like maybe eight different species that are, you know, right. pretty prevalent. And none of them match Robert match, Kirkman's. None of them match what Herschel's picking. Maybe one. Maybe one. What it's would it called be? a dwarf. A dwarf elder. Okay, because so, you said it was only like right, four feet. So it, that would be the right height. Okay. Are they, are they wadded gum size? They are not wadded gum so size. It's, it's, you're trying but to they, give them the benefit of the doubt. But they are the right height and they do not and they prefer to grow under Okay. Under the shade. Do they you know do so. they grow in Georgia? They do. I mean, they grow all over the United States. So I'm like, okay, so maybe, right? She's maybe. trying to give them the benefit, trying to of, give the doubt, the benefit I, of the doubt. I'm gonna be the one to say it would not be that big. It would not be that big. I mean, I've not seen any, and if anybody knows and can enlighten yeah, me, I am definitely not saying I'm the end on you know, be all on. But I've I researched like eight different types of elder mm-hmm. tree, and none of them match match all of Herschel's that. elderberry. Yes, and you know, so hmm, I'm like ah, that doesn't look like an elderberry to me. But then. You know, we look at them and it's like, how many elderberry you got in there, Herschel? Because there's not <laughs> a lot. What you making? What you making with that? What you making with that? So then he goes back to the prison and he comes out with his like, you know. So let's <laughs> just note that when you um, pick elderberry, you're not going to eat those fresh. Like you're right. not going to just feed berries to people because mm-hmm. the seed it's is poisonous. poisonous. Yeah. Um, it's co- it's glycogenic uh, something glycoside there or something. She goes yeah. Getting all yeah, I'm not trying to get all scientific, but you know, and so it's not like you're gonna kill over, but you would probably get maybe get the poops, diarrhea, mm-hmm. upset stomach mm-hmm. if you ate a lot. You know, mm-hmm. so you're not gonna eat them raw, so they have to be cooked. So that's why we make elderberry syrup, okay, or we make them into a tea mm-hmm. because you're not then you're not ingesting, ingesting the seed, right? Mm-hmm. So, but as a tea, you would probably need maybe two to three, I'm going to say anywhere, like two to four cups a day to get those effects, right? Right. To help it, you know, with the flu. And that's really more prevention because then when we're talking, once you right. become symptomatic, mm-hmm. we're going for elderflower because it's a diaphoretic and it's going to help you sweat out the, the bug, right? Right. So I'm so there now I'm watching the episode and I'm trying to figure out. So wait, did he like cure people with this elderberry syrup? It, it was, but he didn't make syrup. He just made tea. Oh, okay. With yeah. this elderberry tea, were people cured? Um, it it helped. You know, specifically the main characters, Glenn and Sasha. It how helped, can, how it, convenient. It helped them until, you know, they came back with the meds. But everyone else <laughs> killed over. Everybody else is pretty much out of there. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at the ratio of berries in his sack. <laughs> And then Berry sack. Uh, and then I told you, I watched the episode like three times because I'm like, okay, let me get a head count of how many people were in here. You know, and I know it was upwards of 20 people in the cells and so i'm thinking okay you had about like i don't know 100 berries in your sack and <laughs> you need three to four cups a day for people and you're upwards of 20 people this, this i get like a little thimble of tea yeah per and, person. yeah so that's not gonna help 
you know. That's all I can <laughs> so that what she's trying to say was that might not have even been an elderberry, and if it was, it wouldn't have helped <laughs> because he did not harvest. You know enough. what I think that they need to do is like bring an herbalist on set. Yeah, like we could create that for you. Oh my gosh, because you know sometimes when they're um, when they're you know, hurting for, I'm like, hey, just go out in the woods, guys. You know, there's yarrow out there. And right. that's, you know, for, you know, when Daryl shoots you with an arrow and oh. you're bleeding, we can just throw some yarrow on there because it's She knows what to do. It stops yeah, bleeding. I would want you on my, on my, uh, what? Your, my survivalist your team. I would. Your apocalypse You're team. on mine now, so. <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm, yeah, and I'm usually you're like, gosh, do I have to take that? Oh. <laughs> I so, am non-compliant by nature. She's very so. non-compliant. So then I jump ahead and I think, okay, so if this is a dwarf elder, right? Okay. Now I'm wanting to see, what season are we in? When's this happening? Oh, no. Right, so then I got to jump a couple episodes Prior, a, a, no, ahead. Oh, okay. because uh, Rick and Carol go off. This is when he boots Carol out because okay, you know, she lit someone on fire. Oh, right, right. right. And that so that show really took a turn there. So somewhere. then they happen to yeah, but you love the Terminus season. I do that's love like the Terminus. One, that's your favorite, yeah. right? So then I um, where am I at? Oh, so you know they're coming into that episode and they walk past this garden. Okay. Where there's like tomatoes on the vine and some of them are red and a lot of them are still green. So usually like depending on where you are. And again, I don't know the terrain of Georgia, but typically you're looking at July, August for tomatoes. Okay. Oh, so this is how you deduced so this is, what this season. This is how I deduced. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Right. And so typically elderberries, mm-hmm. like the flowers you would find in like May, June and then late August, September to pick the berries. So, I don't know. So, this has been so, debunked. That was not an elderberry. Right, because the dwarf elder does not, I think, bury until late August. So, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if anyone else has ever asked this question, has a, even to themselves. Like, was that, that wasn't an elderberry. I wonder about that all the time because... Because those are your people. Because that is how my mind works. Right. You know, obviously I love shows and I love pop culture and I, you know, but I'm a plant person. You know what I do not related to plants, but I do this all the time when we watch something. I always wonder if there's actual, like if there's coffee in their cup. In the Gilmore Girls, there's no coffee in those cups. There's never any coffee. I'm like, there's not coffee in that cup. Those gals drink that much coffee. They're like... I know. You can tell by the way they pick up the cup... That it's like empty. That it's, it's empty. It's, it's full, empty of full so of air. So I get, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> Yours is way more specific. But I do think about those kind of things. Yeah. Why not just go the extra mile and actually like see what an elderberry looks like? Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go that specific, because, hey, that's great. You know, elder. Yeah. What a good promo for elderberry. Yeah. But, because it is typically used for flus and right. cold prevention. And then uh, elderflower. Right. As the, you know, once you become once you're sick. Yeah. Well, too bad they dropped the ball. Well, uh, you know, and hey, maybe I'm wrong. I would like to be debunked on, like, if somebody Someone can debunk somebody or debunk. From, somebody from Georgia, let me know. You yeah. Know, check out that episode. See if it's a native plant, <laughs> a native elder that I have not delved into. Um, but I did a lot of research in the main. Like eight to ten elder, and it do, it it looks like it has been debunked, y'all. That was not an elderberry. Yeah, because the only one that would actually grow in the terrain where they were would be it the dwarf, and it and wasn't it the still, season. It wasn't the season, and it still wasn't the berry was not correct. Wow, and Way. I, and I could go even deeper and tell you that the leaf structure. Oh God, you know, but I would have to get a close up, but. Typically, the elder leaf is, you know. So, what we have learned from this is maybe don't trust what shows are telling you what plants look like because they maybe haven't researched that. Well, you know, so a lot of times we're going to talk about, you know, magic. For me, it's plants. Like, you know, right. not that that's going to be my topic every time, but that that had to be number one, even though, you know, it was. It way, has been bothering you for years. Way too close to home. Well, maybe with that's this why. I mean, this is like a time capsule now of us being in this pandemic. Mm hmm. Yeah, you know? right. That's crazy. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, so elder, a way to pick a relevant topic. Elder, I appreciate it. Yeah. Elder has definitely been in our. In our regiment. In our regiment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, 
Robert Kirkman, we love you, dog, but maybe like Google and Elderberry next time before you. No, Robert Kirkman is Buffy. No, he's not. Oh, no, Robert Kirkman is. Yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> it's like, where are you at, No, girl? that's Joss. That's Joss. <laughs> Joss was doing fine yeah. over here on Buffy. I had too much twisted tea. <laughs> <laughs> not, not sponsored. Not sponsored. Have another sip. <laughs> yeah, no, Robert Kirkman, He, yeah, he's on there. He wrote the comic book and everything. Yeah, or right. whoever, Greg Nicotero even. Uh, someone, someone Google an elderberry so next time. So we love Greg Nicotero, and he is from Pittsburgh. He is. And, uh... Actually, so you've so read the comics, capital of the world. and they're coming. I heard next season that they're you know Pittsburgh is mentioned in where you know, in the Walking in the Dead. comics. Oh, they're okay. In, they go to Pittsburgh, and I think they're going to tie it in a little bit. To the How the heck next do they season? get from Georgia to Pittsburgh? But that's n- none know. of my concern. Um, yeah, it's the zombie capital of the world. Yeah, so way to represent for Pittsburgh with Absolutely. your first topic. I like it. I like yeah, it. Right. So way to go. Sweet, sweet. I think that was a good first podcast. I thought a good first, po- good what? first episode, a good first episode of our podcast. <laughs> a good first. Podcast. So one of the things to know is that tech- technologically, you will. Yeah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> one time, what were we doing? We were watching someone vlogging, and she goes, "Is this a podcast?" And I was like, "Oh, girl, <laughs> no." And now you're throwing me into this world. <laughs> Hey, like, you begged for it. I know. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. But. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, we've got this little setup in our house. Our goal is to hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, not be... <laughs> Once we're not quarantined. <laughs> Once we're not quarantined, hopefully we can get a bigger space. But we hope that uh, you liked the first episode. Yeah. And, you know, find us on social media, Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And let us know what topics you want yeah. us to talk about. Anything really magic related at, at all is mm-hmm. on the table. Yeah. Crystals, Ouija boards, yeah. plants, yeah. D- witches, warlocks, yeah. anything. Pop culture, music, movies, right? books. Yeah. Seriously, anything. We we can't wait to dive in. We're yeah. excited to know what you think uh, and what you want to hear us talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to go up top. Yay. Right on. High five. All right, guys. So that was the first episode of Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. We will see you next Friday. Cut, print, check the game. Moving on.